the perspective goes, I know I'm hurting at the moment. Like this is tough. Everyone's hurting in their own way. The empathy play is, is to go, well, it doesn't matter how much I'm hurting. If there's ways I can help other people and I can empathize with them and, and show them that I care and show that I'm, I'm compassionate, then that creates space for me to accept the reality that is. And in this moment, I swear, we are infinite. Let's do this! Come on! Mounting! It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around. Three, two, one, eagle! Are these two doctors? I'm afraid so. Here we go. And we're back for season two of the Virtus Podcast. Mr. Simon Cooper, welcome. Hello. It's great to be here. Well, great to be there. Oh, it's great to be here. We are in separate locations, uh, running off video. Which may take a little bit of getting used to, but, you know, we'll, we'll do our best. We will. We'll manage. So welcome to everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Virtus Performance Podcast. It's been a little while since we... Uh, since we've done a proper episode, I guess. Um, tell, us, tell us about the new format, Simon. Tell us why everyone should be mucho excitado. Oh, mucho. Uh, yeah, very exciting. We have decided that we're going to elevate the, the quality of these episodes a little bit. Uh, every week, we are progressive, progressively uh, making Production making quality is going that way. It's going up. <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, we're recording quality video. Be really high. It'd be really high now, but uh, the, the world's uh, postal systems are not quite what they used to be. So we're waiting on a few few pieces of tech to help us uh, help us elevate our game. But we figured, why not? There's no time like the present. Let's just get Let's stuck just... into to episode episode one now, hey? Yeah, episode one. So we released the trailer. Check that out if you haven't already. That frames a little bit about what we're doing. Uh, but essentially every week we'll be riffing on a different topic. Uh, we'll be diving a little bit more in depth into these sort of areas that will help you to take away some practical strategies to live a more happy, meaningful life. Oh, good. So we've done our research is what we're saying. So it's, it's full to the brim, brim of pseudoscience and opinion, um, <laughs> which we love. <laughs> which we absolutely love. No, the, the idea is to, to have a 25, 30 minute chat uh, about an area of our, of our lives, uh, a specific topic, uh, and then give you guys some, some, uh, some quality conversation around that. And then hopefully you leave with a couple of strategies and takeaways and things that you can implement into your day-to-day -day existence uh, to help you live better and to do more and to be more. Yeah. So, week one today. What's the topic, Mr. Simon? Week one. We are talking. Well, everyone, everyone already knows the topic because it's probably on the heading. That's true. It'll be on, it'll be on the title. So I think already, if they, play I don't know. But yeah, let's <clears throat> let's introduce this properly. Today we'll be talking about how to build resilience. Uh, and for context, we are recording this on the second of August. Um, in the midst of the. COVID-19 crisis uh, and 
a lot of people are doing it tough. We are all struggling or all uh, experiencing different things, I guess, throughout this time. And one of the things that I think will uh, benefit us immensely is how to, or is us building our resilience uh, and becoming a little bit more uh, resilient to adversity and to, to hard things that happen to us. So we'll be riffing a little bit on this uh, about strategies on how to build your resilience and things that you can start thinking about in order to uh, be more open to change. Yeah, spot on. And, and you're a man that knows a lot about change, having run your Power of Change seminar, which Ooh. was excellent, by the way. Mm. There'll be another one in a couple of weeks. Yes. So when I guess the the first thing is like, what is resilience? And mm. you know, the actual the definition is just the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness. Um, and I think the the secondary part to that definition that I've taken the liberty to add. Uh, I've called my mates at, at uh, Oxford and and seeing if they could chuck it in their dictionary. But it's the ability to lean into perspective and gratitude, and and to be able to find the good within the challenge. Um, mm. You know, I'm most of those that have listened before would know that I'm a fan of say stoicism, for example. And it's a, it's just a way of thinking where you kind of look at the problems and the issues that you faced as the way forward and as a way to, to heighten your ability to do things and to, to build your capacity. Um, I found another definition. So here's my research I've been doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's from uh, the positive psychology uh, field and that they define resist, resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy uh, and significant sources of stress. So I guess the way we look at stress and adaptation in the gym, it's, it's fairly simple and straightforward. You, give your, you find out where your body's at, you give it the optimum amount of stress so it adapts and you let it rest and recover and you go again. And I think resilience building is the same thing it's just day-to-day existence rather than the specific uh framework of a gym environment yeah for sure we're always a a gym is an environment where we are intentionally exposing ourselves to stress right so when we sort of frame it like that we are approaching it with intent to uh to overcome that thing that that tough session or tough lift or whatever it is where day to day, we don't know when these bouts of adversity are going to come. Um, so our ability to cultivate this uh, level of strength or ability to bounce back from these challenging situations is something that can be transferred to any sort of situation. Right? Definitely. And, it, and it's, and it's a, uh... Like what are the things that like, I guess for those listening or watching at home, like we kind of went, all right, well, let's talk about our own experiences, our own beliefs around each of these topics. What are your experiences with building resilience? And I guess where fortunate's the right word, but we lean, we like researching this stuff and looking into what we can do to be higher functioning uh, individuals. Um, what are the things that you do or what was the first things that came into your head when you thought, all right, resilience, what am I going to talk about? I mean, it's, uh, it's particularly relevant now because we are experiencing these challenging times and 
the thing that sort of automatically sprang to mind was how uh, resilient we were sort of able to tap into that resilience when the gym closed. Uh, we were given 24 hours notice. We had to adapt quickly. And I think like that adaptation part is really key in how to become resilient. Uh, we need to, I mean, we were challenged, I guess, to, to pivot what we were doing really quickly and to support those around us throughout that process. So, uh, for me, just a side, just a side note on, on the pivot bit. Have you been able to hear the word pivot and not think of Ross trying to carry his pivot, uh, pivot, pivot. Carry, carry his couch up the stairs. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Pivot. No, it's, uh... <laughs> it's an unprecedented use of the word pivot lately, which is great. We True. love it. True. Friends is making a comeback. I think oh, because of it, which we love. Which we love. Um, yeah. So we were, we were forced to overcome this adversity and, I think the way that we did that is is being so connected to one another uh, as a as a team, the Virtus team, as well as in the community. We were able to support one another. We were able to um, able to give each other what we need. I guess. We're able to share we're the load. Yeah. Well, that's it. We're all experiencing this thing differently. We all have uh, our worldview that we are um perceiving things through so when when we were exposed to this kind of adversity we were um we were challenged to support each other through it and i think being having that connection part and then having the uh the maybe mindfulness part to it as well being able to kind of sit back take a breath look at things maybe a little bit more objectively and then start to take action. That's sort yeah. of uh, what I first sort of thought that thought about when we kind of framed this conversation. Yeah. The, the way I kind of look at it is it's, it's a react, it's a reaction is kind of like if you, if you, if you're not overly resilient, you don't have the tools to be able to lean on when things get tough, you react to the situation rather than respond. Um, and I think the, the only difference between those two things is one, one, it's, uh, it's, in, it's like that instinctive, uh, fight or flight, like fear response is reacting. Um, yep. whereas the response is you give yourself space and time to think and, and cultivate the, okay, what's the best step forward or what's the best thing to do. Um, and it's not driven by fear. It's driven by, by necessity and awareness um, and that that word awareness is probably the one I came up came to the most around resilience it's okay what are the what's going on right now objectively what can we do about it objectively and then subjectively subjectively how am I feeling about those things um, and then the last, like almost like a four, four step process. The fourth step is just, okay, what am I going to do about it? And the, you know, to use the Virtus example, the, the gym closed. Yeah. Sucked. Uh, not ideal. We'd, we'd love to be face to face with all our humans, high-fiving and hugging and breathing on each other, but we can't do that at the minute. Um, so we, we chuck the couch on our shoulders and walk up the stairs and, pivot <laughs> and, and just and just find a different way to do what we do which is 
which is bring you know high quality coaching and and connection to the community and it's it hasn't been ideal it hasn't been easy in any stretch of the imagination but it's i think we're we're in a better space now as a community and as individuals and as a team than we were six months ago mm. for sure for sure we um i think as individuals we can build resilience but then also there's like a collective resilience as well like whether that's in a like a business system or it's a community we can kind of create these behaviors or we can foster these behaviors to um to elevate that resilience so yeah that- well like we're, we're running the COVID games at the moment i'm sure there's four teams of you know 20 25 people that are all kind of leaning on each other for that collective resilience yeah. um like there's some days where like we've had a couple of people that have been uh, i guess you know you'd call them like top performers they've been co- combinating the most points and a couple of those guys have had a, have rough weeks this week um yeah. but everyone's leaning on each other to to support um and you know the points are a byproduct of that but it's the okay well what do you need how can i help um you know i don't need anything but thanks thanks for asking like it just makes people feel better so that collective empathy um compassion it it brings out an ability to for people to be more resilient because they know that people have got their back Um, it's like anyone that's played team sport when you're not having the best day and someone picks you up when you, you know, when you've missed a, missed a tackle or whatever it is, whatever sport, you know that, okay, we're going to be okay because you know, the boys or girls have got my back. Um, and that's where community and connection is so important in the, in the resilience co- conversation. Where do you think that uh, you mentioned empathy? How does that sort of fit into this conversation about resilience? I, so I wrote like what I thought my three pillars of resilience were. Um, and one was awareness, which you know, we talked about a little bit. We can talk about a little bit more like it's self-awareness, um, understanding of you and what you need and what you want and where you're at. Um, but it's also that collective awareness of like your place in the universe or your place in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like on the, in the scheme of things, and I mean this in the best way, way possible. Like life is meaningless. We 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 have we are in this tiny little little corner of the universe, running our existence. Like we're not the center of it. We're just a, a part of it. But that for me brings meaning and, and brings awareness. And you know, all the bad things that are happening, all the frustrating things. If we understand that from the view of of we're just a we're just a grain of sand in an infinite universe then we can create our own meaning and go okay this is just this is just another challenge for us to overcome the second part of or the second pillar was gratitude which is just around being grateful for grateful that we do have that corner of the universe to express ourselves in um grateful for the people that we have around us for what we're able to do what we're able to experience Mm -hmm. um who we are and what we're lucky enough to have. And the second part of the gratitude is just perspective. Um, and I think perspective and gratitude put together allow us to be empathetic to everyone around us. Because if we go, okay, well, like me personally, like the gym's closed, you know, I haven't been able to earn an income for months, like all these kind of things. And then you, you look out and you go, okay, well, people are, 
people are passing away from this. Like people have lost more, much more than, than I have. The, the perspective goes, I know I'm hurting at the moment. Like this is tough. Everyone's hurting in their own way. The empathy play is, is to go, well, it doesn't matter how much I'm hurting. If there's ways I can help other people and I can empathize with them and, and show them that I care and show that I'm, I'm compassionate, then that creates space for me to accept the reality that is. Yeah. Um, we've used the, we've used the phrase like the best way to generate momentum for yourself is to give it to others. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like I was meditating this morning uh, for the 20th day in a row, get around me. This is almost my longest meditation stream. Wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID. So it's not all bad. Um, but the, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it now. There was a quote at the end. It was basically around like compassion doesn't, compassion feels like it, so when you give compassion, it feels like it takes energy away from you, but ultimately it gives, it fills your cup back up because you're helping other people and that makes us feel good and it helps promote that momentum. And, and you know, that's the, that's the empathy play with resilience. It's the, the more you can feel and contribute to how other people are feeling in a positive way, the, the more resilient you're going to be because you know that even when things are bad, other people have, and I don't like looking at it this way. Other people have got it worse because it's all, um, it's all subjective. I think it's all subjective. Like suffering. Yeah. I think everyone suffers and it helps to know that. Um, so that when you are having a tough time, it's not a, Oh, well, I shouldn't suffer because someone else has got it worse. It's I can feel in this collective suffering and know that we're all going to be able to get through this together. Yep. Um, and you know, just to finish off what I was talking about, the third pillar that I've got is purpose. It's if you, if you have a reason uh, to, to get up in the morning and keep going, um, then, you know, all of the bad things that, that happen shouldn't necessarily matter. They're just, they're just bumps in the road. Um, you know, the, the obstacle is the way, what is the way becomes the way. Like if there's something in the way, in the way of us creating a, a community of, of legends at Virtus, then we'll work through that because that's going to help us get to where we want to, where we want to get to. So that purpose, uh, the underlying purpose that's there um, can undoubtedly help us work through whatever we've got to work through. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah no. Those three pillars are pretty, pretty similar to, I guess, um, how I would think about it. And um, like we're both familiar with the resilience project run by Hugh Van Kuhlenberg. Yeah. That's a Hugh, if you're listening. Uh, and his three pillars were empathy, mindfulness, and gratitude. Right. Uh, so I think like frame it however you want, call these sort of different mental resources, what you'd like, but those are kind of the three main themes, the awareness piece, uh, and perspective being connected to, uh, something that is going to motivate or drive you forward. Uh, even when you do encounter these bouts of adversity. Be able to sort of move yeah. through that and then uh maybe the gratitude as well being grateful for what you do have being able being sort of disconnected from um, or intentionally disconnecting yourself from what you don't have or from uh the external environment the things that you can't control and bringing more awareness to the things that you can control what you do have which yeah sort of feeds back into perspective yeah, hundred percent. And it's just like, it's, it's like the simplest, 
analogy ever, but it's just everything, all of these things that we learn, all of these tools, they're just tools in a toolbox. They're, if we don't have the ability to, to lean on these things and to open the toolbox and know, okay, well, I've got, I've got all of these different uh, other things I can do or, or ways I can look at things to improve how I overcome these challenges. Yeah. If we've, if we've got multiple tools, then we're going to be able to figure out what the best one to use to, mm -hmm. to move forward is. Um, but if we don't cultivate this thing, if we don't lean into figuring about, okay, how can I be more aware of what's going on? How can I, how can I be more um, yeah. observant with, you know, what's happening in the world? How can I be less reactive? How can I be more grateful? How can I understand perspective more? How can I figure out my purpose? If we're not leaning into these things, then our only tool that's in our toolbox is that reactiveness and that, you know, uh, panic or fear driven, fear driven response, which yeah. like no one wins. Um, mm. No one wins from that. And the, you know, as much as we want to talk about current situation, like I almost want to like lean out of it, but just the, if we're ju we just focus on what's right in front of our face, the numbers that are popping up each day, then we miss the forest for the trees and we don't, we, we forget that, well, this is just, this is just such a tiny part of our life. Um, like even if safe, like worst case scenario goes on for the next three years and most of us hopefully live to, you know, 75 100 um actually by the time i'm 75 advanced medical science will probably be at a point where i can live to at least three four hundred so potentially. anyway potentially hopefully um elon musk needs to get on the job <laughs> he's maybe he's doing other he's doing other things um but if we understand that this is just such a small part of our life and everything that we're going through now will give us more capacity to do things down the track all we've got to do is deal with it the best we can overcome the challenges as they're presented to us and, yeah. and learn from it. Um, you know, I love, uh, the book anti-fragile by Nicholas Nassim Taleb. Um, mm -hmm. and like basically the, the, he talks about fragility versus robustness versus, um, anti-fragility. And I think if we can all be anti-fragile, then our resilience is, is beefed up massively. Like, just for those playing at home, if this cup is uh, fragile and I drop it, it'll break. Okay. Um, if this cup is robust, if I drop it, it won't break, but it'll stay exactly the same. If this cup is anti-fragile, then I'll drop it and it'll respond to that and get stronger. Um, obviously mm -hmm. an inanimate object like a cup does not have the ability to get stronger. So this is depending on how high I drop it from, it's probably fragile or robust. But we need to look at ourselves as anti-fragile or we need to approach situations as though we're anti-fragile. Like, yes, not being able to go to work for the last couple of months is horrendous. Like, yes, not being able to earn income is tough. Like, yes, potentially not being able to exercise further than 5Ks from our home is, is really difficult. But, okay, what's that going to teach me about, you know, exploring the five-kilometre radius from my house? What's that going to teach me about accepting the reality that is? the things that I can't control and then and moving on to focus on the things I can. Like all of these things are just tools in our toolbox. And if we yeah. learn to be anti-fragile, the resilience is going to come with it. Yeah. I think it, you should have uh, referred to it, but if we willingly expose ourselves to these challenges uh, or willingly sort of address them and don't just kind of like brush them to the side, then 
we have the opportunity to build our resilience. Uh, if we sort of uh, ignore what we're going through or if we undermine it, then we're not, we're going to come out the other side without having the opportunity to build these skills. And yeah. they, they are just a, a collection of mental resources that we can, we can grow. Like we can, we've got these tools uh, and these resources that we can tap into. We have the opportunity to, to continue to build our, or um, expand our toolbox. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that like <clears throat> we, we have lived, we live in a time of like unprecedented, there is the word. I'll try not to use that again. Like unprecedented, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like happiness and consistency and, and things like that. And like, mm. you know, although bad things happen, we, we, we understand that. Like we live in the best time part, best point of human existence in terms of mortality rates and, and you know uh, technological advancement and and all all these kind of things sure. and we almost we almost became too uh too relaxed or too comfortable um mm. with how the world was and like this is thrown this is thrown, hit everything for six but it, you know at the end of the day there's no massive world wars going on especially not in this part of the world like yes people are dying which is horrendous but in terms of some of the other uh, pandemics that have been thrown at us in human history. It's, it's a, it's a small on a small scale. Um, the most, most it's done is it's thrown up our way of living and it's influenced our way of living. So, you know, if we, like it's been a saying that we've, we've used Avertis over the last couple of years, but do hard things. Um, well, now the hard things are being thrust in front of our face and we've either got to overcome them or not. Um, we don't really have a choice. No, we don't have a choice. Um, we, like we have a choice. We can decide to, to ostrich it and head in the sand or we can decide to to sit and do nothing. Yep. Like these are our three choices. Head in the sand, pretend it's not happening. Two, accept that it's happening and sit and do nothing. Or three, use this as just another challenge that allows us to grow our capacity and, and build our capacity. Um, you know, the... like. You know, I've like I've got this stoic, stoic coin that I carry around with me. That's got a bunch of different things on it. Uh-huh. Um, but on, on like a couple of the couple of the thought processes of stoicism are just around like one's uh, amor fati, which is just love of fate, which is whatever happens. Like this is brilliant because this is all where we're basically given. Like we've got to live in accordance with the way the world wants us to live or the way the universe wants us to live or the way the lizard people want us to live, like whatever it is. And I told you I'd talk about lizard people. Um, yes, you did. Like whatever happens, happens. Like there's nothing we can do about it. So all we can do is is affect our response to those situations. Yep. Um, the the whinging and complaining and, and frustrations, like everyone's got them, but there's you know you can either just decide to accept and move forward or you can decide to sit and dwell and it's a it's a no-brainer choice for me um and the other thing is just premeditatio malorum which is premeditation of evils it's we know we know bad things are going to happen um like again we live in a time of unprecedented prosperity and we don't have as many bad things happen to us that say a 1600s version of Mr. Simon Cooper and Mr. Lachlan Wallace would have had, but 
we know bad things are going to happen. And if we can kind of paint the picture of, okay, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like we had a conversation the other day of, okay, what's worst case scenario, just as a thought experiment, what if the gym's closed for the rest of the year? What do we do? Um, And it's not a nice thing to think about, but I feel like after a 20 minute conversation, we are so much more prepared for that as a possibility if it were to happen. Yeah. And it's just an ability to go, okay, well, bad things are going to happen. Let's figure out how we're going to deal with it and move forward. Mm. I think that's what resilience is. It's accepting that things aren't going to be easy peasy and we don't want them to be easy peasy. Like we, you know, like as a new parent, uh, like, you know, look like I'm, I guess I've taken another look at parenting another look, a different look at parenting over the last six months or so. The last thing I want is for Lucy to grow up without any adversity. Like I want to be there to, to make sure that, you know, when, when she's chucked in the deep end, she doesn't drown. But at the same time, I want her to be able to overcome those challenges as, as they come to it. Um, and you want that, you want that for her because later in life, she's not going to be able to escape those challenges. There's going to be other hard things that she encounters and you want her to be able to bounce back from those things. Exactly. Exactly. I want her to have the capacity to be able to accept and deal with the challenges that are thrown at it. Like bad things are going to happen. Bad things, um, you know, when accepted and overcome cease to be bad things and they're just things that happen. Like every, everything is a thing that happens. It's just, we have our perspective that determines whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Um, we can look at, we can look at these things as opportunities to increase our capacity and get better, or we can look at yeah. them as things that are going to knock us down to our knees and, they're hopeless. Yes. Yes. And if we look at, okay, well, what, which of those two responses is future Wallace going to benefit from benefit from more? Hmm. I can take myself out of the, this sucks. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. And I can take myself out of that position or feeling um, and go, okay, well, what do I need to do to help myself move forward? And it's not to say that I don't like, we're not having this conversation with the finish line. We still get frustrated and angry and upset and, Mm. you know, and genuinely just sad that we're not allowed to do work from the gym at the moment, but that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help the people we serve. It doesn't help our community. It doesn't help our families. Um, All it does is makes us wallow. Yeah. It's far more useful to be resilient than not useful for ourselves and for the people that we serve because, uh, yeah, the alternative is, uh, like you said, wallowing or accepting that, like the fixed mindset thing, accepting that things are the way that they are. Or we can have a growth mindset perspective and look at it as um, how can I improve this thing or how can I grow as a result of this challenging situation? Exactly. And, the, and at the end, we're all going to die anyway. So what, what does it matter? <laughs> we, may, we may as well try and make it fun. It's got to be fun. If it's, if it's not fun, then there's no point, right? Exactly. exactly. What, are, um, what are a few strategies that people can use to, to build their resilience? A few strategies, as, as in actionable things. Actionable things that, like- that I can go off in my week. And when I encounter a challenging situation, I can intentionally tip into my... Uh, this resource yeah well 
Well, let me uh, let me go off a little list, a couple of things. So I think any strategy that helps you create space uh, to think and to 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 uh, accept and overcome whatever's thrown at you is is where you should be leaning. Um, like for like, I'll use my own experience because I like I've done it and I know it works and it makes me feel good. But um, like journaling is one for me. I've got this sexy journal and about a pile of 10 others next to it. Um, I literally do still a page of writing every day. And you know, most people that have listened to me talk before will, will know that journaling is something I value highly because it just gives me the space to think um, and the space to be. So you can never write faster than you can think is something I've said over and over again. But just that page of journaling takes me out of my head onto the page and allows me to be a little bit more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, secondary to journaling can just be um, can just be meditation or going going for a walk. You know, meditation doesn't have to be sitting there like this chanting. Um, by all means, if you're a chant, I chant. Uh, if you're a walk, I walk. But finding just you know, go for a walk without your phone. Give yourself some space to think. Um, or find a spot to sit, give yourself some space to think. Both of those things just cultivate awareness. Um, and yeah, we spoke about awareness. Mindfulness practices, really, right? Definitely, definitely. My, like, um, what was it? The Resilience Project, it was mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. So, so the mindfulness is just journaling, um, walking, giving yourself space. Like a session can be a great thing, a gym session or a run or something like that, something that gets you out of your head and into your body. Um, out of your head into a page, into your body, into breath, whatever it is, um, can be a really powerful tool. Um, gratitude, write down three things you're grateful for can be a simple one. Um, and then from there, connecting with people around you, like just find like people that you love, people that you care about, people that you respect and talk to them, ask them how they're going. Like one of my coping mechanisms for lack of a better term or like strategies over the last few months has just been walking with people just one-on-one go for a walk talk for an hour hour or two um you get out there you get moving get get out of your head and you just talk to someone and you talk about their problems you talk about your problems and you problem solve for each other and you connect mm. um you know the the streets of Mornington have never felt safe for 11 o'clock at night while i tick the <laughs> legs over um tick the legs over with, with someone like with people i care about because it's just it's a it's a place to experience uh, or understand other people as well, um, and that's yeah, a practice in empathy. Is yeah, definitely asking questions, asking more questions than than giving answers, maybe, or just looking through, looking at another world, uh, another person's worldview and perspective, and seeing uh, how putting yourself in their shoes, maybe, is a bit of a cliche, but walk in someone else's shoes and see how they view the world. And then that gives you some perspective that you can bring back into your, to how you approach your day to day. Yeah. And you can ask questions and and you might not necessarily be able to give any answers, but just giving them that, that helps create space for you, but it helps create space for someone else as well. Um, Like the, one of my favorite questions is like, what do you need right now? Like, what do you need that you don't have? Uh, Which is a really hard one to answer. Like, you know, the, the easy answer for me at the moment would be a gym that I can work at <laughs> or, you know, a big pile of cash. But at the end of the day, the answer is, well, I've got everything I need. And, and I think that's the thing with resilience is that everyone has what they need already. They've just got to find ways to tap into it and to allow their, their, 
their mindset or their their thinking space to actually think and to actually be. Yep. Is there anything, any any resources you or strategies you add to the list? I guess we'll we'll yeah. share a couple of resources at the end of this, or sure. maybe in, in the show notes with uh, maybe some websites and some books and some podcasts. Yeah. Um, but is there anything else you'd add to add to that? I think uh, the only other one that you haven't mentioned is coming back to your purpose or your goals, uh, revisiting why you do what you do, whether it's in your career or whether it's in relationships, whether it's just uh, like day-to-day lifestyle stuff, like why are you doing the things that you're doing? Revisit that and having that kind of North star to, to guide you and the thing to kind of look at when there are bumps in the road, Um, having that really, strong sense of purpose enables you to continue moving forward. So yeah. And it allows you to play play the long game. Like it's something we talk about. Yeah, for sure. And it's easy to forget that we aren't playing the long game. It's easy to kind of get distracted by the the things that are in the news headlines (laughs) or um, the the biggest problem that's in front of you because that's kind of front of mind. But if we, practice some mindfulness if we practice some perspective then we can kind of recalibrate and find that north star again or find that uh your true purpose or the goal that you're working toward really hoping you say true north but anyway carry on true north whatever Whatever. (laughs) it's a plug uh (laughs) and yeah it just kind of gets you back on track and, and you kind of remember why you're doing these things and then that helps you to kind of um Deal with deal with the things that are in front of you. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, like from a personal day to day perspective, like inertia and momentum are two very real mm. things. Like if we yeah. can create inertia and like get up out of bed and get moving, and you know we're we're going to be able to get ourselves moving in the direction we want to be moving. And it doesn't matter the speed; it just matters that that you're actually moving. Um, and, and all we all these things do that we've spoken about today i just we we add momentum to the to us and allow us to actually move forward in what we're doing um and i think that at the end of the day that's all we need if we can add moment every day we're adding a little bit of momentum to either ourselves and to other people um we're cultivating that awareness and we're and we're in we're we're continuing to align to the to what we want, our purpose, our goals, our meaning. We're, we're feeling fulfilled, then everything will be okay. And at the end of the day, everything will be okay in the end. Um, like a, a little excerpt from one of my favorite poems is just no feeling is final, keep going. Cool. And, and that's it. Um, yeah. Well, that, that sounds like maybe a good spot to finish. Yeah, body earth. No Love feeling that. is final. Well, all right, before we do finish though, next week. Week two, what are we going to talk about? Week two. Uh, We are talking about self-leadership. Yeah, so thank you everyone for listening today uh, or watching. If you got around the the video, um, I'll maybe shave my beard for next week. Who knows? But uh, Mo's Mo's looking good though. Do Mo? Mix it up a little bit. I don't know. It's not thick enough. I just Just grow it. Just grow it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start combing it just to cultivate an awareness that it needs to be thicker. <sighs> anyway, um, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, please let us know if you 
anything you loved, anything you didn't love, give us some feedback, um, positive feedback only. We're not about that constructive criticism stuff. That's a bit of a waste of time. Uh, yeah, download, share, subscribe, do all those kind of things. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Zoom. And thank you to our sponsors, the Lizard People, for keeping us going. <coughs> Be good. Thank you. <laughs>